Hello, it's Matt and Becky here from Local Zero. Just a quick note to say before the episode starts that from April 2024, Local Zero will be looking for some new funding to keep it going. We never imagined when we started three years ago that we'd rack up tens of thousands of listens across 130 countries and with a website hosting over 80 episodes. We've also met and worked with some incredible people, including Chris Stark, Hannah Ritchie, Jim Ski, Hugo Tacom, and so many more. And we've been able to showcase so many amazing local climate initiatives from all over the UK and far beyond. But sadly, keeping the pod going costs money. If you or your organisation would like to partner up with the pod as we move into an exciting new chapter, then do reach out to us. You can contact us via our email, localzeropod at gmail.com. That's localzeropod at gmail.com. Alternatively, you can contact us on X, formerly Twitter, at localzeropod or on LinkedIn, direct to Matt Hannon or Rebecca Ford. Finally, to help us in our quest to secure funding, we want to hear positive stories from listeners about how the pod has influenced your life and your work. And we hope to do a very special episode on this too. So please help us continue the fight against climate change and bring local climate action to doorsteps across the world. Thanks for listening. Now back to the pod. Hello and welcome to a very special edition of Local Zero on Wheels. It's 7am on Saturday the 6th of November. It's dark outside. In fact, rain and horrible howling wind is promised. Yet I am lycra clad and ready to join a whole host of fabulous folk as I get ready to spend four days cycling on the Moving for Climate Now bike ride. The initiative's been going since 2015. We'll spend the next four days cycling, making our way into Glasgow. And on the last day, we will ride into COP to deliver our manifesto, which is where we're really asking government to step up, to take more action, to start to support the joining and multiplying of forces that we need to mobilize society in the upcoming decade of climate action. Over the coming four days, I'm going to be chatting with all the folk on the bike ride, hearing how it's going, what this bike ride is all about, where it came from, um, and more importantly, what they're really hoping it can achieve and how we can really start to make a difference by working together. So stay tuned for a little bit more. So lunchtime on day one. I'm in the pub, best place to be. There's only, what, 25k to go? So sure, a pint of beer won't be too bad. And I'm here with seven other of the very brave team members. (laughs) How's your ride been? Wet (laughs) and windy. Hang on, let's try someone else. Um, Let me see, the icy feeling on the face was quite harsh over the top. (laughs) Okay, one more. Absolutely fabulous. I'm Hazel Gulliver and I am Director of Engagement for Scottish Power. And Hazel, uh, the bike ride is not new to you. You've done this before, right? 
Yes, the last time I did it was in Spain. And I have to say, though, it was just as rainy in Spain as it was in Scotland. So, a bit warmer? Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely warmer, definitely. So, I mean, this is obviously something that you are passionate about and, and deeply involved in. So tell us a little bit more about the journey that we're going to be embarking on from, uh, well, across the four days, really, and why this route has been chosen. Well, do you know, it's a really interesting one because Scotland is the perfect place to do a story of the energy transition. We can start in Edinburgh, go over the bridges, past Long Anik, close down coal-fired power station, transition to Halo Renewable Energy Development in Kilmarnock and to Whiteley Wind Farm where the renewables for such developments come from. So it's perfect beginning to end energy transition story. Amazing, absolutely. Scotland's got it all, doesn't it? And what are you, I mean, does this energy transition story sort of represent what the bike ride's about? And like, what are you hoping to get out of the bike ride? Well, the bike ride's about delivering a manifesto for change to COP. And it is what it's all about. It, it is all about the energy transition and how we manage that and how we take the action to deliver that. So we're just trying to raise awareness, get the messages to the right people and show that we're all committed to taking action. And uh, four days and how many kilometres? Like 280 or something really really insane <laughs> and how are you feeling excited nervous apprehensive all of that but mostly excited because it's a fantastic initiative i mean i keep telling people it's the best thing i've ever done last time i did it i couldn't believe how amazing it was and i hope everyone has the same experience this time thanks hazel The manifesto is really asking, more than asking, we're stating that we need five key actions if we are serious about combating climate change. And so these five actions, the first ask is um, is for medium and long-term pathways aligned with reaching net zero emissions by 2050. The second action area is around consistent and enabling policy frameworks. And these are absolutely fundamental if we want to be able to implement the pathways set out by government. The third area is a call for a massive expansion of green investment, um, you know, around energy efficiency, sustainable mobility, and clean heating. And, and many of these technologies are already available. So we need to support the innovation and we need to support them being brought to market. The fourth ask is around nature-based solutions. We need to see more action around conserving and restoring both marine and terrestrial ecosystems if we really are serious about um, delivering on the sustainable development goals. And the fifth ask, and, and I think this is for me one of the most important action areas, is about the need for alliances. No one can do this alone. We need to bring together people from all walks of life um, in, as individuals, as citizens, um, as well as institutions, industries, governments. We have to work together through these partnerships, through these alliances to create change now. So it's morning of day two the bike ride. It's not raining yet. It's a beautiful sunrise this morning actually. And I'm stood here with Jerry who has a very interesting story about how he came to be involved in the bike ride. I am um, I'd like to say it was bad luck, but it really was good luck. The office ran a ran a draw and I was the lucky guy to fix. Um, it's been absolutely exhilarating and fascinating so far. So many people who have uh, wiser hands than I and working really hard on climate change. And that's really reassuring to hear. And what are you hoping that we can achieve uh, together on this bike ride? Is there something that you would like to see come out of it? 
Uh, I'd like to make sure that, uh, that the vulnerable aren't left behind as we transition to net zero. Um, they're often not thought about. Um, and I know Sam Gardner from uh, Scottish Power who really has that at the top of his list as well. Brilliant. And uh, tell us a little bit more about, about what you're doing, because you're based uh, in Scottish Power in the distributions business, I believe. Yes. So, so tell me a little bit more about your role there. My role is to make sure that the vulnerable are supported whenever they have an interruption to their electricity supply. So I promote the priority service register, which tells us who our vulnerable customers are. And we'll try to uh, reach out to them during a power cut and provide appropriate support. I also work to make sure that the vulnerable have um, better options to, to live their life. So I work with trying to make their homes energy efficient, trying to maximise their income, trying to make their homes safe. Um, and it's, I've said this before, but it's to me, it's the most satisfying job in SP Energy Networks. <laughs> Amazing. I can imagine it would be. Um, and okay, looking forward to the rest of the day, I think we've got 80 kilometres ahead of us. How are you feeling? Are you, are you excited? Are you amped? Nervous? <laughs> I think, truth be told, I'm probably a little sore at the moment, but I'm looking forward to see it. The sun's trying to peek through, uh, become very weather conscious this trip. Um, as long as the rain stays off, I think we'll cope all admirably. Absolutely right. Well, catch you on the other side. So it's 11pm. It's the end of day two, and it's been a very eventful day. Uh, lots of fantastic countryside. We cycled uh, starting in New Larnock all the way out to Troon. Um, lots of lots of wind, 30 mile an hour winds in our face at some points during the day. Uh, thankfully, we had electric bikes and uh, a lot of a lot of wind farms passed on the way turning. Good to see those blades turning. Um, and we stopped off at the Halo um, initiative in Kilmarnock, which is absolutely brilliant. And I'd, I'd heard about it briefly in previous conversations, but it was great to see it first time. And it just is a really interesting example of where a range of different organisations, including Scottish Power, who are supporting the initiative and very, very deeply involved in it, are working with the council and the local college and a range of other organisations to try and create something in the local community that can really start to re reinvigorate the economy, but in a way that promote sustainable development and net zero so it's an innovation center they're looking to build houses in the area as well really bringing together a diversity of different opportunities to support new jobs new training new skills but very sustainably and I think what struck me most was simply the the collaborations and the partnerships that it's taken to create this. And it's been a real, real inspiration seeing how these very different organisations have come together and are working together and finding those common goals to do something really action right now. And so we've got these national level policies, we've got COP bringing the, the international negotiations to the fore. All around that is this inspirational action that's not waiting for policy. It's not waiting for governments to tell them what to do. It's just getting on and doing the action right now. And for me, that kind of epitomizes what Net Zero and 1.5 is all about. It's about working together to deliver something and to deliver it in our communities where we can 
engage support and create something that's really better for everyone involved. So as you can probably tell, I am very inspired. What you probably can't tell is that I'm absolutely exhausting. My ankles and my knees are really, really aching. And so I'm off to bed to get myself ready for day three of the ride and uh, what looks to be another wet one. Hello, my name is Luca Lore. I work for the International Energy Agency. So Luca and I are sat in the bar with some lovely gin and tonics after a very hard day on the road. Um, how's the bike ride been going for you so far, Luca? It's fantastic. Today especially, there was no rain um, and the landscape is fantastic and the, the company is fantastic. So couldn't ask for more. And uh, for me especially, coming over the hill as we saw the sea and it was all downhill yes. after, <laughs> after about 70 kilometers of uphill was uh, amazing. Uh, but of course, we're doing this for a purpose and it's all aligned with, with COP. And you've been at COP this last week until, until you joined the cycle ride. So what are you really hoping um, can be achieved through the next week? Yeah, as for every COP I've been to, I'm very glad that I have the opportunity to be here. Um, at the same time, I think... Um, it's um, there has been a few challenges. So my, my experience so far has been a little bit mixed, and the and the challenge has been a little bit logistical. I think many people have heard about like the long queues that we have at the beginning, and and uh, even negotiators couldn't get in, and so negotiations started late. Um, and uh, for me, that I work mostly in international and climate negotiations, I think the, the main hope is to try to finish, um, to finalize the, uh, the Paris Agreement rulebook um, this year. Uh, we are halfway, um, so let's see what's going to happen next week. Very, very exciting. I think sometimes, uh, and, and on Twitter I've heard some criticisms that this COP feels quite exclusive. You know, there's all these kind of negotiations going on, but it's very... It's very high level and our pod is all about local climate action and it can often feel, you know, well, what what can I do? I, I can't get into the negotiations. I don't have a seat at the table and I'm just being told to, you know, recycle or, or travel differently. But but really, I mean, are these two worlds so far apart or are there opportunities for, for people to get involved in different ways? No, absolutely. First of all, negotiations are generally quite technical. So... Um, it's quite difficult to get um, for for people that don't follow that so closely. It's quite difficult to get involved. However, there are some channels where you actually can get your voice heard. For instance, um, there are many constituencies that um, represent different interests in the negotiations, and generally they participate as observers and they have a a, 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 a spot in the table. So, for instance, you have um, the youth. It's represented through um, an NGO that is called Yungo, or then you have, um, for instance, just another example, are farmers that they have, they are represented and they have like a, a constituency that is called farmers, um, or the research as well through to another um, NGO that's called Ringo. So I think um, there are ways for local citizens, if, they, if there is interest to be involved in, in the negotiations, um, there are different actually channels that you can, uh, can get involved with. Yeah. So very exciting stuff, ways to participate participate ways to get your voice heard um and and hopefully we can start to see more combined and collaborative action that will really not only set those targets at the international level and, and get the agreements that we so desperately need but that can help start focus all about delivery as well
Absolutely, because this challenge of climate change is so big that we cannot make it if everyone works alone. So we definitely need collaboration um, with all different parts of societies, so all different sectors. So everyone needs to, to work together to get uh, uh, globally to net zero. Thank you so much for joining me, Luca. We're now at the end of day three. I'm just getting ready to go to bed. And honestly, I cannot believe that the bike ride is almost over. It's been a really eventful day today. So we started out this morning uh, in Troon with beautiful weather, not quite blue skies, but certainly wasn't raining. And through the course of the morning, we cycled 46 kilometers to Whiteley Wind Farm. And it was absolutely phenomenal. Lindsay McQuaid, the CEO of Scottish Power Renewables, explained to us how if you look at the size of Whiteley Wind Farm and sort of lift it up the area and put it over Glasgow, it would take up that much space. So this one wind farm is equivalent to the size of the whole city. It's producing a huge amount of energy and they've got so many exciting aspirations to take that further, shifting away from just thinking about wind and solar and storage as separate entities um, and focusing much more on integrated energy provision on the same site. So a really amazing experience to be able to get up to Whiteley Wind Farm and, and see that see those turbines close up. The rest of the day was supposed to be a bike ride from Whiteley to Motherwell. Unfortunately, we had to do a slight detour via Glasgow to get some PCR tests, uh, as one of the members of the group had uh, had had a positive lateral flow test earlier in the earlier in the journey. So we didn't manage to do the last little bit of cycling, but we're certainly all very geared up for the ride tomorrow from Motherwell all the way into the COP venue, where we'll be delivering the manifesto. So a lot of excitement, a lot of nerves and, and some real kind of team spirit and coming together. And it's really all about this team spirit. I mean, I know the bike ride is just a four day event, but over the course of the four days, we'll have had so many wonderful conversations between people who wouldn't usually get together in their everyday walks of life. So I've had opportunities to chat with folk from the IEA, the International Energy Agency, from the uh, UNFCCC. Uh, from industry, from policy. So we've had folk from Scottish government, from the cabinet office here. And it's given me a real insight into the very, very different ways that different people are approaching COP and this huge challenge that we've got to address around decarbonisation. And of course, not just decarbonisation, but doing this in a way that creates that better, fairer future for everyone and really pushing forward the just transition uh, element of this all. So... It's now coming up to 11.30. We're heading out very early tomorrow morning, so I'm off to bed and uh, excitement for the day ahead. So after a gruelling 36 kilometre cycle ride this morning, we arrived into COP and amongst the, the, the huge number of police people and security officers. And finally, after many times checking our badges and, uh, and our lateral flow test negative results, we were allowed to cycle into the venue. As a team, we cycled up to a stage and, uh, and handed over the manifesto.
So I've just got home and it has been, it's been absolutely nuts. We've cycled somewhere in the region of 250 kilometers and I am not a cyclist. So this was in and of itself a huge achievement for me. Um, but really it's been all about bringing, um, bringing a team together, creating new forms of collaborations and partnerships and conversations that will go on and live on beyond COP that will help us deliver action over the coming years. Um, and it was about delivering our manifesto uh, into COP, which we did today. So we rode in from Motherwell this morning and I'll tell you the first part of the journey was absolutely terrifying. Um, we, were, we were cycling along the main road and it was rush hour. And it really brought home to me actually how poor um, cycling infrastructure is in some parts of the city. Um, I was pretty much shaking with fear the entire time until we got onto the cycle lanes, which was absolutely brilliant away from the cars um, and cycling alongside the river. So, so it was absolutely brilliant, but it certainly isn't prevalent enough throughout the city to enable people to be making those greener choices, even if they wanted to. A very powerful manifesto um, that was handed over. It left me with a feeling of excitement and hope. The way that I've seen over the past four days, the diversity of organizations, the way that people are talking and focusing on, on net zero, for me, the conversation is starting to change and it is starting to focus more on action. It, it feels like a very different time uh, than it did even a year ago, two years ago, when we were still talking about, you know, 1.5 degrees or timelines. There seems to have been a huge amount of movement in that space. And now it's about how do we go about delivering this, moving away from the targets and into the implementation um, and doing this in very innovative and exciting new ways. And so perhaps this is the uh, the rush of endorphins talking after... <laughs> after a lot of exercise which has been quite uh, strenuous for me but I am very hopeful and really for me you know that's that's great going into the next week of COP going into the blue zone uh, really for the first time tomorrow getting to have an exploration and and to see if some of these uh, some of the spirit that I've seen on the bike ride is is, is manifest through the rest of the uh, of the event so uh, it's late at night I'm off to bed, that's all from me today, uh, but I will be back tomorrow in the blue zone with a lot more excitement to come. Produced by Bespoken Media.